1: The Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills
2: fan, Nate. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Bills fans. Welcome to a special edition of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and thank you so much for joining us. We are going to discuss a few Christmas items. In today's episode, we are going to give our Christmas wish list for the Buffalo Bills this Christmas, and we are going to re-re-re-release our Christmas movie draft podcast that we did a couple of years ago. It's one of my favorite all-time podcasts. You may have heard it uh, a few weeks ago where I kind of shoved it into the end of a uh, Bill's Ravens preview that I did with the folks over at Baltimore Beatdown, And I kind of shoved in the morning of the game on Sunday and, you know, uh, Anthony, um, the guy who runs our podcast and the host of the great breaking Buffalo rumblings podcast was like, Hey, you know, why don't you re-release it? He's like, you know, we, we get a chance to for more people to actually get a chance to listen to it and everything. So I was like, okay, you know, so if you've heard that before, I apologize, but it is one of my favorite all-time episodes that we've done that isn't specifically Bills-related. Um, we also enjoyed doing the Wonderlick Test together. It's another one of our our favorite podcasts that we did together. And this was a podcast that we did a long time ago. We did it about three years ago, way before we were part of Buffalo Rumblings, like when we had roughly 13 listeners a week. If we were lucky, 13 listeners. And, you know, we were just having fun um, just doing Christmas movie draft. And uh, it's it's fun if you like Christmas movies like we do. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Um, and 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 plus, you know, I mean, we're only a few more days away from Christmas. I don't know about you guys, but I'm totally into the Christmas spirit. Um, love this time of year. Love being here. Um, we are going to obviously do a recap after the Bills Patriots game later, and uh, and you know talk about that. We'll have John on the pod. Um, we're gonna have Mike call in from Florida. Because he's in Florida this time of year, he goes to visit his family. Um, but by the way, who who goes to Florida during Christmas time? It's like that's this is the one time of year. This is the the only time of year that you want to be in Western New York, right? During the winter time, at least. Like this is before Christmas is the best time to enjoy winter. I mean, you don't mind snow, you don't mind the cold. You're like, oh, you know, this is all building up to something important. This is all building up to a holiday. Yeah. It's building up to Christmas, and Christmas is great. So it's just funny that Mike's in Florida for the best time of the year. And then he'll come back to the worst time of the winter to be in western New York, but whatever. That's okay. It's okay, Mike. (laughs) So uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we we put together, I asked the fellas um, what they wanted on their Christmas wish list for Santa Claus to bring the Buffalo Bills in uh, the rest of this season and into 2020. Um, But first, um, you know, talking, speaking of the Christmas spirit, I recently went to a Beer and cookie exchange, which is awesome. I'd never heard of the idea up until a couple years ago, but my buddy does this every year where you basically, the ladies bring a thing of cookies or whatever, enough for six per person or whatever. There's, there's 12 couples and 12, 12 guys, 12 girls. And we do the, um, the girls do the cookies, guys do beers. And so like you walk away with, uh, different types of cookies and different types of beers. Such a cool time. What a great time. To be in the spirit of Christmas, and I noticed this year though someone didn't come, so they didn't have those mint M M&M and M chocolate cookies, and I don't know if you've ever had those before. It's the only time of year that I ever crave them or want them, and I was like, I was so disappointed. I was, you know, I gotta, I gotta make, I gotta make these cookies. Before the Bills game on Saturday, right? I gotta have my I got family coming into town. I'm sure you guys have family coming into town. Maybe you're going to see family in town, but it's always cool to have something prepared for them. I'm going to make these chocolate chip M and M cookies, mint M M&M and M cookies. So I was looking for a recipe, and you know what? I just take for granted how awesome a blog uh, BuffaloRumblings.com is. I mean, it's just like amazing writing, amazing writers, such good t- content. Because let me tell you, when you try to look for a recipe of something, And it just so happens to be on someone's blog. It is so annoying to just try to find the recipe itself. It's like I was looking for these mint M and M chocolate chip cookies, and I see it starts off with um, this lady talking about her boyfriend. He's like, "So when I met John a few years ago on an online dating app, I found out that the way to his heart was through his stomach, through eating cookies. I had no idea that." mint m M&M chocolate chip cookies were his favorite cookies i'm just like what who cares who cares i don't care who i don't even know who you are who do i care what john is or who do i care why do i care who john is i i just want to make these cookies like what this i don't need to know your backstory please trust me i don't need to know how you came across this recipe i just need to know what it is i just need to make it and i don't know if you guys have ever run into it it is the worst it's (laughs) i thought it was just going to be like a normal recipe it's like oh here you go you know like a nestle toll house you just go to the nestle.com it just gives you the recipe like nope this was a person's blog with about 30 pictures of the cookies by the way i don't need that i just need one picture of the cookie just to make sure it is the cookie that i'm looking to make so anyway i'm making those uh tomorrow before the game uh whenever you're listening to this today before the game whatever um so I don't know. It was just a funny story that I read into. And, and speaking of podcasts, um, you know, this is our holiday edition podcast, um, for circling the wagons. You guys have got to check out the blitz bills, 12 rants of Christmas. I mean, blitz bills is by far one of my favorite podcasts in general. And, uh, if if you haven't already, I mean you should subscribe already to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network because there are a lot of great shows. Everyone on the network does an amazing job of giving different points of views, different perspectives, and uh, Blitz Bills is no exception. The Twelve Rants of Christmas is one of the funniest and uh, most entertaining, and actually pretty pretty intelligent and witty um, podcasts out there. So I think you guys are going to like that. But I was thinking, you know, for before we actually get into the Christmas movie draft part of the podcast. I wanted to talk about Christmas wish list. So as Buffalo Bills fans, we've all been good boys and girls. We've all been great fans. We have to ask Santa what we want for Christmas from the Buffalo Bills. I I had, I asked Mike and John what they wanted for Christmas, on what's on their wish list, and it kind of reminds me of that SNL skit that uh, Steve Martin did a long time ago when he talks about if he could have one wish for Christmas.
0: If I had... One wish that I could wish this holiday season. It would be that all the children of the world to join hands and sing together in a spirit of harmony and peace.
2: So in this sketch, he talks about different wishes that he wants. He first starts with something that's altruistic, and then he goes into something that's much more selfish and self-serving.
0: If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for $30 million a month to be given to me. (laughs) Tax-free in a Swiss bank account.
2: So I think in keeping with that theme, the first thing that I'm going to say I want for the Buffalo Bills in the rest of this season, into the postseason, in 2020, is I want the fans of this team, the younger fans especially, to see a deep playoff run or possibly a Super Bowl run that they haven't really witnessed before. Because let's be honest, when the Bills made the playoffs a couple of seasons ago, uh, the big storyline there was just at the end of the drought, right? We were all ecstatic that we ecstatic that we finally got over that hurdle that had been nagging at us for 20 years almost. So that was the storyline two seasons ago. I mean, not only that, I mean, this was a season where the Bills were supposed to be terrible. I mean, they they let, Stephon Gilmore walk, they let Robert Woods walk, they let Marquise Goodwin walk, um, they traded away Sammy Watkins, they traded away Marcel Darius, you have a new coach, a new GM, you're like, this team's going to stink, right? This this is never a recipe for success, ever, in the NFL. Oh, let's let's bring in a new GM, new coach, and uh, get rid of all your good players. Yeah, that, that usually turns out into a playoff season. Well, you know, we were actually wrong. It did turn into a playoff season. They had a ton of things go their way that season. That probably shouldn't have gone their way, but they ended up going their way. Not to mention, obviously, that the Andy Dalton to Tyler Boyd touchdown catch against the Ravens in a game that they didn't need to win to make it into the playoffs. So that storyline, that season was we ended the drought. That's all that mattered. Anything on top was going to be gravy to us Bills fans. But now a couple of seasons later, the expectations have changed. The Bills made the playoffs in Week 15 they didn't just barely make it because someone threw a miraculous touchdown pass in a, in a game that didn't matter. They got there because they are a good team. They have a Super Bowl caliber defense and they have an offense that's improving, that's figuring itself out, and a coaching staff that I think is pretty top-notch. So what I want is, and, and one of our listeners and constant contributors um, in the post-game recap, uh, Beanie, wrote that she, you know, she's younger and she had never seen a really good Bills team. And this was one of her first chances to see that. And I think about her, and I think about all the younger Bills fans out there. And what I want most for Christmas in an altruistic way is so that they can experience something that I've experienced. I When I was like eight years old, the Bills went to their first Super Bowl. So like I've seen it. I don't really remember it that well, to be quite honest, but I, re- but I at least remember it. And people like her, that we have a lot of young listeners, um, they just haven't seen a good football team a good bills team and i want a deep run not just for us for for the ability to win a championship i want them to experience a good bills team because i mean let's be honest if if you are actually a bills fan through this era in your 20s or teens or you know mid to late 20s like you are you, sh- you probably shouldn't be a fan because a lot of people aren't fans for that reason a lot of people are fans of the patriots or the Packers or whoever, the Steelers, whoever's been good the last 20 years. Like that's who a lot of fans in the area, you know, a lot of people that live in the area are fans of if they're not Bills fans, because, you know, why wouldn't you be? I don't blame people like that. It stinks, obviously, but they're people that people are gonna be also be turned over to becoming Bills fans because of how well the, the Bills could to do in a deep playoff run. So that's that's my Christmas wish for the Buffalo Bills and for Bills fans in twenty nineteen and into twenty twenty. John's wish for the Christmas wish list to Santa Claus is a Super Bowl win. <clears throat> now that's really low hanging fruit, right, <laughs> John? John is John is one of my favorite people on earth. He's one of my best friends. Um, we've been in each other's weddings. He is just he's so funny. He represents so many of us Bills fans because he is either really high or really low. Like you guys don't hear this, but before the podcast, when the Bills have lost, he's like, "All right, let's get this over with." I mean, it is he's hilarious for that reason but you know there's a little of John in all of us for sure and John said he wants a super bowl win i mean he predicted the bills going 16 and 0 in the in our uh preseason um prediction of how the bills were going to do this season and um i think i think it's great i really want that for the buffalo bills i think that go- all goes without saying like i mentioned before little little low hanging fruit but we all want this we all want the bills to succeed and win a Super Bowl, and you know, I take a week for week, week by week, just like Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills do, one win at a time. And uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing greater than a Super Bowl win for your team. At least that's what I imagine. I don't know. I've never had one of my favorite teams win a Super Bowl. So um, yeah, the Bills haven't done it. I imagine it is utopia. It is the most amazing thing that you can experience as a sports fan. And then in like a couple months later, you're just back into free agency. <laughs> so can you really enjoy it? Well, you know, I will buy all the banners I possibly can. I will buy every single DVD or digital copy of the Buffalo Bills 2019 season and road to the Super Bowl. I've always wanted to get one of those. I'm so jealous. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe we should be booking our hotels for downtown in February right now. I mean, part of me thinks that. So, And then uh, Mike wanted to share his Christmas wish list. For this year, and actually, it's just like the Christmas wish list item that he had last season. Mike, what about you? What's what's one thing that you have on your Christmas list for the bills in 2019?
1: It's not about the bills, Nate. Humans, for humans, it's all relative, right? They're very jealous creatures. Yes. Like, if I make X, and you make X plus one... I'm unhappy. Yeah. <clears throat> if you make X minus one, I'm like woohoo, X yeah. is great.
2: Yeah, yeah. Good for Nate. Right. Good for Nate. Right. He's doing he's exactly. doing he's doing great, just not as good as me. So
1: Right, right. <laughs> the thing the Bills need, it's not about the Bills. It's we need Belichick and Brady to not be there anymore. So whether it's retire, well, I guess I would hope they retire. It's not like a yeah. something <laughs> nefarious.
2: <laughs> like what? Like, like a bus crash or something? Like
1: an Aaron Hernandez or something like that? Like oh, yeah, it, it's realistic? Nice. They retire?
2: Do we hope? Because I, be, I was going to yeah. say, yeah,
1: plane crash, but that's
2: horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. Right. He's saying so the Aaron they Hernandez retire thing.
1: And go go on with their lives, but that's the impediment in the AFC East, and that that's the division we want to win.
2: So I think this really ties in well with tomorrow's or today's game, rather, for the Bills versus the Patriots. I mean, we really need to see. The Patriots start to decline. I think they already have started to, but we've said that so many times. I really need to see it this season. I need to see the Bills hopefully win against the Patriots. Hopefully win the division. And if not, even if they don't win the division, but they still beat the Patriots, they send a message to the rest of the league. Like this isn't this isn't the same AFC East. The tables are starting to turn. So pay attention to us. Um, I love that part of it. And you know, um, if I'm going to be completely selfish. And self-serving, like Steve Martin was towards the end of his SNL skit. Um, I want the Bills to win a Super Bowl because I bet ten dollars on them in the beginning of the season, and I could win eight hundred dollars. <laughs> so I mean, I'm kind of, it's it's selfish and self-serving. I want to win one for obvious reasons, but like, when else can you turn ten dollars into eight hundred dollars? Right? Like that never happens, ever. So it probably, you know, it still probably won't happen. But you never know. It's it's at least a possibility of it. I feel a lot better about this Bills team. Um, this year than I did two seasons ago, so, so yeah, so we are going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to do our Christmas movie draft. So stick around, and we'll be right back.
0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back to this special Christmas edition of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for listening on this uh, special edition episode. Um, A couple of other things I wanted to get to before we do the Christmas movie draft is... um, What's funny is we just did our Christmas wish lifting gifts. I don't know if you guys have recurring dreams or not. I know that you know there's certain things that you just you just constantly dream. Not maybe not every day or every week, but like a few times a year. And I have this Christmas recurring dream where it is literally like the day before Christmas. It is this. I can have this dream in July, by the way. This does this dream doesn't have to be this time of year it's actually never near christmas if i remember correctly it's like in july right and by the way isn't july the worst time to think about christmas have you ever had your ipod on and then all of a sudden you go from like a you know one of the songs in your playlist or whatever and then all of a sudden you go to um a christmas song and it's just like the biggest downer in july in the summertime you're like i don't care about christmas now you know i don't want to think about winter wonderland i mean this is the most this is beautiful it's sunny out you know i can think about that in 6 months well Anyway, <laughs> I digress. One of the biggest recurring dreams I have, and it's a stress dream, is it's the day before Christmas. My family's in town. I have a sister that lives in Milwaukee. Her and her family are in town, and all my nieces and nephews, and my parents, and my sisters are there. And um, it's the day before Christmas, and we don't have any gifts. Like we have no gifts for anyone. We have not bought any gifts. We haven't even thought about any gifts. Like it just hasn't come across our mind. And then it's one of those things where Christmas Day comes, and everyone's like oh so Nate where's your gifts and i'm like oh um i was really busy i kind of forgot and they do that family guilt thing where um if you have family that does this you'll understand where they're like oh okay all right all right that's that's no problem but really you know that there's a huge problem and they they're just disappointed in you oh that's the worst that's the worst so that's how I basically, that's that's my stress dream. That's the dream I have probably four or five times a year. And it has to do with Christmas. And what's funny about this whole thing is since I've been married to my wife, uh, she's a saint, she does like 90% of the Christmas shopping. So she takes care of, if anything, she should be having the stress dream. And I shouldn't be. But it's just funny. Um, I don't know if you guys have that. Write in, let me know if you do or not. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to... Uh, mention is, uh, while I was putting up the Christmas tree, um, it's very easy to break these, uh, ceramic ornaments. I don't know if you guys have those types of ornaments. We have some very chintzy ones that are made, you know, they're ceramic and gorilla glue does not cut it. It is very hard to put those things back together. What I would recommend for any of you guys, if you've broken an ornament like this is caulk, you would never think it. It is caulk is amazing. And maybe I'm late to the party, but it is a million times better than gorilla glue. You just have to make sure that you set it in a good spot so that you know it's not it's not landing on the bro or it's not sitting on the broken part while it's drying. But I'm telling you, caulk is great for fixing Christmas ornaments. And obviously, if it's white, white caulk is better for that. So I've been using it. I fixed three ornaments that have been broken for years this Christmas. And uh I I can't believe it. I was like, you know what? Why don't why don't I use caulk? Like I never use caulk for something like this. It, let me tell you, it works. And the the last thing I'm going to bring up before the Christmas movie draft is we are going to uh, be doing a new giveaway tomorrow on the Buffalo Bills post game recap, and it's it's just really cool. It's a it's a signed football, it's an autographed football by a Bills player, um, a former Bills player, and um, it's uh, it was one of those nice gifts that we were given by the uh, folks over at the Delago Casino and Resort, and uh, we are going to be there actually at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago on December 29th for the Week 17 Bills-Jets game. So if you are in the Waterloo area or whatever, or you're in the Western New York, Central New York area, and you want to come out, hang out, um, we are going to give away assigned football. Um, I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow on the recap, but um, it'll be a great chance to, if you guys are a fan, if you guys like the Bills and you want to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, this is a great time to do it. Um, we like talking betting. We like um, betting on the games when we can. Uh, we just like talking bills. If you are there, uh, we have a, and you say hello to us or you message us and say you'll be there, and you get a chance to meet us. The first person that uh, comes up to us, we will be in the in the DraftKings sportsbook area of Delago. So um, we will be at one of the high top tables there, and we're going to be right in the middle of the of the uh, DraftKings sportsbook at Delago, where there's going to be you know there's the bar area, and we're right next to it. So we'll be wearing our Bill stuff. Um, there'll be three of us. Message us if you don't see us. You don't have any idea what we look like. But um, we'll buy you a drink, too. That's another thing is we would love to buy you a drink. Um, we're just like you. We're huge Bills fans. And I love talking Bills with everyone. I love talking Bills with the guys at work that are in their 60s. Because you know what? They know some things about the Bills that I don't know. <laughs> That's for sure. So the more people you talk to, the more perspectives you get. It always makes us better Bills fans and more intelligent and knowledgeable Bills fans. So we will be there at DeLago on December 29th for the Bills-Jets game. It will be me, John. Mike won't be there. Like I said, he'll still be in Florida because he goes to Florida for some weird reason in christmas time but mike won't be there he'll, he'll probably do a call in but uh our our pal voice over nick the guy whose voice you hear at the end of every podcast and sometimes at the beginning but at the end of every podcast uh he'll be with us too so that will be a fun time um he if you remember he did the bills embedded to season two review so that was a fun podcast and also i want to give a quick plug to our t public store at Tpublic.com slash stores slash ctw pod you will find um like 20 or 25 unique bills designs we have the famous um josh allen jumping over the haters t-shirt our sean mcdermott trust the process shirt circling the wagons podcast logo shirt you can get a shirt a hoodie a long sleeve shirt i just bought a long sleeve shirt of the sean mcdermott trust the process one um, and, and we actually have a few uh sabers new sabers designs on there too i know a lot of you that are bills fans are sabers fans also so check those out we created our own um bison head logo For the Buffalo Bills, um, the Sabres, we have the Goathead version for the Sabres in black and red, and we have the blue and gold version of the Sabres, too, so check those out. We have, like, 20 unique designs that you cannot find anywhere else on the internet. Um, Buy a late Christmas gift for a family member or friend or yourself because, let's be honest, like, have the fun of buying stuff on Christmas. Is like, do I want this? Like, hey, I know I'm supposed to be buying this, um, this Kindle Fire for my my niece or nephew or my cousin or my parents, but you know, I kind of want one too. Well, you can do the same thing. So check out tpublic.com/slash/stores/slash/ctwpod. There, there post or there are some sales going on right now, and there will be some sales going on after Christmas. So please check that out. Um, you can find them. I always post sales on all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So check them out there. Real quick note, like I made um, last time we uh, released this Christmas movie draft edition episode, is we talked about It's a Wonderful Life because you can't talk about Christmas movie draft without talking about It's a Wonderful Life. Great movie, right? Well, we talked about it being filmed in Seneca Falls in the podcast and just found out last summer, not this last one, the, with the summer beforehand, uh, my wife and I were... Uh, wine touring. And on the way back home, we stopped at Seneca Falls because I had never been there before. I'd always wanted to see it. Beautiful town. I recommend everyone going to see it. It's um, it's just a really nice town. And uh, they have the It's a Wonderful Life Museum there. And I'm never in Seneca Falls. And normally I never like thinking about Christmas things in July. I love Christmas. I hate thinking about it in, in the summer. But I was like, you know, what? I'm never going to be here or I'm not going to be here again for a long time. So let's Let's check out the It's a Wonderful Life Museum in Seneca Falls. And it was open in July, by the way. Like, if you were wondering, is it open year-round? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely open (laughs) year-round. And there is one person that's standing there. I feel bad for them, but I think they enjoy what they do. I don't know if they're a volunteer or whatever, but um, that building is uh, full of different artifacts, different things from the movie, um, things from the movie set, pictures from the movie set, some really cool things there. I would... Definitely recommend people going there. If you're in Seneca Falls, grab a bite tea, Go check out the It's a Wonderful Life Museum. But anyway, we talked on the podcast that very briefly that it was filmed in Seneca Falls. It 100% was not filmed in Seneca Falls. If you watch the news in western New York, specifically in Rochester, every year they talk about the It's a Wonderful Life Festival. Um, this past weekend, I believe it was, they had uh, the children from the movie, They came to visit Seneca Falls because um, they were in the movie and Seneca Falls has a It's a Wonderful Life uh, festival. And if you didn't know any better, you would think that the movie was actually filmed there. It was absolutely not filmed there. In fact, the only connection that the movie has with the town is that a barber once in the 1930s was cutting a guy's hair, as barbers often do. And the barber was just so happened to be an Italian barber. And he was talking to another man who was just so happened to be Italian, and he was the barber was telling the story the the guy whose hair he was cutting the story of uh, a very young Italian immigrant who saw a little boy or girl fall into the river in Seneca Falls into that area, and he jumped off the bridge into the river to save the to save the little boy or girl I can't remember if it was but they went to save them. He did not succeed. He passed away. It is a very sad story, and um, he told this story to um, the man whose hair he was cutting, and the barber tells a story that the man whose hair he was cutting had the last name like Caprizi or something like that. It was it was a very Italian last name. He thinks it was Capra, or no, it was Caprizi or something, and Capra was the English version of the name or something to that effect. Anyway, he told this story to that guy, and uh, it's a wonderful life. Was written and directed by a man named Frank Capra. Anyway, long story, short story, long. Um, it had nothing to do specifically with Seneca Falls. In fact, um, when they asked Frank Capra's children many years later, they actually have this in the museum. Do your d- did your father ever talk about Seneca Falls when discussing It's a Wonderful Life? And their answer was no. <laughs> I don't I don't know why that's in the museum. I don't see what credibility it gives the museum. But it was no. So if you ever wonder. If there's any connection, there's not. They say the bridge looks a lot like the bridge in town looks a lot like the bridge in the movie. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, it was the 1940s, 1930s. Like there weren't a lot of metal bridges being made at that time. Or they'd been made for like 30 or 40 years. Like it's just so happens I'm sure they kind of looked alike. Like they're all kind of built the same. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please Sit back and enjoy and try not to get mad at John's first pick, by the way. Do not get upset at John for his first overall pick. I won't give it away, but just do me a favor. Don't get mad at him. Enjoy this Christmas movie draft from a couple years ago. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you guys after the Bills-Patriots game. Thanks. So, we just talked a couple of podcasts ago about when is an okay time to listen to Christmas music. So, it's early December. Are you guys okay with listening to Christmas music now? Even though there's no snow, but Thanksgiving is over. Is now an acceptable time? Yes. (laughs) Mike gives me the nod. Dilly dilly over here. (laughs) I don't think it matters that it's not
3: snowing. You don't think it matters? If you you lived in a place where it doesn't snow, then... Would you ever listen to Christmas music? Well, the yeah, well, with the way our
2: winters go, we don't get a white Christmas anyway. So we got to find a time to listen. I think we decided December, any time after Thanksgiving, but December is a good time to listen. And I, I just have a quick take on Christmas music. Is you think about it, like we listen to Christmas music. You have Bing Crosby, you have Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, all these older artists. And when is there ever an acceptable time in the rest of the year or in your lifetime to listen to, like, 1940s music? <laughs> like, there's literally another never another time where you'll listen to, like, oh, let me just listen to some Bing Crosby that doesn't have to do with Christmas. Do you? Can you even name a song that Bing Crosby has done that was not Christmas-related? No. I can't either. That's Grandma.
3: He wrote that one. What's that? That's Grandma. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's
2: Grandma? Yeah. How does that one go, Mike?
1: That's Grandma.
2: <laughs> Never heard of it. My Are you sure that's not old. like a uh, Weird Al Yankovic parody or something?
1: Yeah. That's Grandma. Look it up.
2: <laughs> I what was... kind of name is Bing? <laughs> Apparently, it's like the guy... So, I'm playing White Christmas, this is the most downloaded, sold single in all of history. Over 50 million um, singles were purchased. Over 100 million downloads. It's just insane. It goes. The next highest is like Elton John, "Candle in the Wind." But this song literally is the highest downloaded, bought, purchased song in the history of music. So, but I, again, like I had to do some research today to find out what the next biggest hit that Bing Crosby did that wasn't a Christmas song. His like Grandma? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh-huh. It was uh LaVie and La Rose or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I listened to it. And I'm like, I've never heard this song. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like Nat King Cole. I mean, I, I don't know any Nat King Cole songs. I know he's a very popular artist. Dude, Bing Crosby was so popular. He not only was an amazing artist, but he won an Academy Award as a as, a, as an actor. I mean, can you imagine that? That's like... That's like Adele (laughs) winning a Grammy and then all of a sudden becoming a world-famous actress. (laughs) You know, like, that's ridiculous. That doesn't happen nowadays. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Never in the rest of the year is it acceptable to listen to 1940s music other than Christmas. And I look forward to it. I love Christmas music.
3: You know, I listen to 1940s music sometimes. Bullshit. (laughs) I don't know what I'm listening to, but like I'll, like, you know... Play with the tuner and it, it is on, it's like, oh, this isn't
2: bad. Oh, like on serious when it's like four, yeah. four and 40s? Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you ever any, hear any bing? Maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you really would
1: bring up an interesting point. Like, maybe there's Christmas songs, but there's not songs for other things. Like, if, if you're a struggling artist out there, you should come up with a Thanksgiving song. You get your song to be the Thanksgiving song. Fame, Fame, riches, yeah. you will be the guy. Well,
2: I guarantee the Crosby family isn't making their riches off his La Vie and LaRose or whatever. That's or that's grandma. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's not hurting.
2: It's not hurting. <laughs> Every year around this time, they're just like opening up their mailbox. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. A Thanksgiving song would be great. Right, focus mean, focus
1: th- on specificity, right? You think it's a smaller market, but it's really... For Christmas is one twelfth of the year. People listen all through
2: December, right? Yeah. Come with the Thanksgiving song. What's the, so the only one Thanksgiving So do one small song? thing really, really well. Name a Thanksgiving song. There's Can't. only one. Isn't it the... Uh, oh, no. I'm thinking of the Hanukkah song. No, Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. Isn't there a Thanksgiving song? Yeah, there is. Yeah. There's got to be another song. There's got to be another one. There right? isn't. <laughs> you never hear it during Thanksgiving. Uh, or
1: anything if there's a song for... You name the occasion.
2: Valentine's Day. Memorial Day, Labor Day, well, <laughs> National Pancake Day—any <laughs> of these things—they're just ripe.
1: All right. All right, all
2: right. That's Let's. It. Keep... Yeah. That's it. Too bad we can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna do the uh, Christmas movie draft now. We flipped before the podcast, and I get first pick. With the first pick of the 2017 Christmas draft, I select. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Boom. <laughs> That's a Mike, solid
3: choice. It's Mike, definitely on my list. Mike
2: just tried to take a picture of my uh, draft board <laughs> with his phone. This thing's solid. Don't you dare take that. All right, Mike's. You bastard. Mike's. You're next. Can
1: you specify the rule? Like, oh yeah, that so this I would th- most enjoy watch yes yes so like
2: if you couldn't watch whatever whatever the personal one personal favorite every every christmas there comes around you know movies that you just have to see there are movies that they're like four or five movies that i just have to see every christmas for it to feel like christmas and national lampoons is at the top of my list so what would yours be second overall pick
1: I think I'd have to go with Elf and a little bit more contemporary, but Will Ferrell at the height of his dude I was like his prime. Did you did you
2: just did you just look off my list is that how you picked that one?
1: It's it's funny. It's, it's a great story and and I feel like some of the ones that we're going to talk about like are only tangentially related to Christmas. Probably the one John's going to pick. Only John's it's not a central plot point.
2: Whereas Elf, whole thing revolves <laughs> around Christmas. We all know what G- what John's gonna pick, but yeah, Elf. I mean, sure, I don't Elf know what he's great. gonna pick. I, I just imagine. <laughs> You're you are so completely transparent. <laughs> I uh I agree. Elf is Elf is my second best too, my second favorite one. Classic. Coincidentally, incidentally, and it's a more modern one. I mean, National Point's that was like thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Elf is what 10, 15 years. It's pretty good. John, number three pick in the draft?
3: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to win the first round of the draft with <laughs> Die Hard.
2: <laughs> you, I knew you were going to do this. Controversial. Hey, for me...
3: Because he says, ho, ho, ho? No, it's it's not Christmas. They play Let It Snow. It's Christmas. It the
1: same thing could happen in the middle of the summer. I'm not saying it's not a Christmas movie. It just pales in comparison to ours. For me,
3: it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatomi Tower. Sorry, I should have spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. I know.
2: <laughs> spoiler alert for those that haven't watched movies in 40 years. <laughs> so, Geez I don't know, man. That's that's quite a quite a reach for a top pick.
3: So, it's but but, but it's a movie that I have to watch. There's no around movie Christmas right? every year. I always watch, watch that. There's no
2: movie above that. No, it's the, the first to, one I go to. Okay.
3: You can ask you can ask my wife about that.
2: I plan on I'm going to call her right after this podcast before you can you, text me you do it. <laughs> So I I agree that it's a Christmas movie, but to Mike's point, it's not focused. I mean, it's not central to the plot by any means. So think about all the times that they mention Christmas in that movie. What? Uh, ho ho ho! Ho ho ho! I have That's a machine it. gun. Ho ho ho! And then you know, the, it's a it takes place hey, the, during a the, Christmas party. The Santa hat too, right? It takes place mm-hmm. during a Christmas party in Nakatomi yeah. Plaza. Um, it's the setting for the whole movie. It just happens to be. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, John, for starting us off on that one.
3: All right, round two, go. Uh,
2: I'm so glad you didn't have the first overall pick. I would just yell at you if you took that one. <laughs>
3: I, w- I was fine I was on it.
2: But do do you agree? So so do we agree that it's a Christmas movie? Because there's a big controversy there, too, that some people don't even think it's a Christmas movie.
3: It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie, right?
2: I agree it's a Christmas movie. So nobody thinks about it, but I just recently watched Lethal Weapon 1 last year, mm-hmm. and that's nobody my, thinks about that one. That's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard I bet you did <laughs> So I mean that takes place During Christmas Anyway we'll get into that So my pick There it is There's a Christmas reference <laughs> um, So Second pick for me or Second pick in the second round I'm selecting How many Are there 15 rounds? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do 38 rounds this tonight. We're going deep cuts. Um, so second round. First pick in the second round, I'm going... Oh, wait. Should we do Snake? Snake draft?
1: Oh, man. No, just keep going. Yeah, just go. go. No, just go. Just All go. right.
2: <laughs> Christmas story. It has to be Christmas story. It's a classic. It's one I've watched since I was a kid. Ralphie. Uh, you'll shoot your eye out. Uh, slick getting his tongue stuck to the pole it's a classic you know the Santa Claus pushing his head down the slide Um, I actually went to uh, so my wife got me tickets to uh, see Bill Burr do stand up in Cleveland and little D does anyone know that somebody actually bought the house the Christmas story took place in and it actually was in Cleveland and uh, they completely redid it to it's almost exactly like the movie the guy paid like $250,000 house $250,000 for this house To buy it and renovate it completely. And let me just tell you, the neighborhood that the Christmas Story house is, pretty, pretty sketchy. It's not an area that I really felt comfortable parking my car at. But, I mean, it's funny that the house next door is a rundown house, right? Of course. And they basically make their money. I don't even know if they work. They make their money off... People parking in their driveway to go to the museum. So we went there in like November. It was pretty cool. Across the street, they have this whole huge, you know, um, gift shop and, you know, they sell not just Christmas story stuff, they sell all the leg lamp lamps and stuff like that. But they also sell, you know, National Lampoon's elf stuff. It's pretty sweet. If anyone has a chance to go there, if you're in the Cleveland, because there's not a ton of stuff to do in Cleveland besides Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or whatever, um, I would suggest people go check out. The uh, Christmas story house and, and I think they actually auction off uh, a night stay there every Christmas Eve so for like a couple thousand dollars or whatever I think they bid it on eBay you can stay at the Christmas story house overnight and have Christmas morning
3: there. that's pretty awesome yeah. oh and if you guys are by Cleveland uh, not too far away is Canton and Pro Football Hall of Fame
2: Pro Football Hall of Fame I've done it have you ever done that before done both yes sir in one day not in one day you do, but you've done both no. No. Nice. yes nice you can buy actually buy a pass to get, it's like a little bit cheaper if you buy it and you do it in one day. But that's like they're like a forty-five minute drive from each other, so you really gotta cram it in.
3: You really gotta spend a solid two full days at the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
2: So okay, so mine was Christmas Story with the first pick of the second round. Mike, second pick of the second round. Who do you Home have?
1: Home Alone, Nate. Home Alone, solid. It's another. I like going contemporary. I think some of the some of the older movies don't. Necessarily hold up with today's audience, and I think Home Alone's a classic.
2: Good, I like it. Classic, contemporary, but classic. Yep, very good. We both agree that, or we all agree that that would never happen in real life, right? <laughs> like a, a an eight year old being able to completely take out two—I don't know if they're professional criminals, but they're criminals nonetheless—throughout an entire house and still survive and. It's ridiculous. Maybe
3: right? not to that extent.
2: Is it also ridiculous? So that's, yeah, That's everyone knows that's ridiculous. How ridiculous is it that they got on a plane and they didn't even check to see that? Th- and then they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone 2 in New York. Oh, I can't wait till that's on someone's list. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Home Alone. Good one, Mike. My, John, another controversial, stupid one.
3: <laughs> you guys ready for this? <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Oh...
2: Right, I've only seen like the first ten minutes. Of it. That's all. You I should watch
1: it. It's really good. I didn't see it. It looked terrible. <laughs> I, it's
2: awesome. I scary. Think it's more of a isn't Halloween movie. No, right? it's
3: no, it's,
1: it's. I know
2: it's about Christmas, but it's also a Halloween. He's movie, learning
3: about Christmas. It's awesome.
2: Creepy. In a Halloween world, though, right?
3: Yeah, it tries to make it a Christmas.
2: Does world, it? Though. So I only stood stood Next. in for the first twenty minutes. <laughs> Next. You guys haven't even seen it, here you're poo pooing it. <laughs> You're just bypassing all the classics, and you just want to go to these off shoot ones. You want to be edgy. Edgy, yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm picking the ones that I would watch first. <laughs> By the way, Mike agrees with Rob Quinn, Home Alone. That's a great pick. I, I agree with that one. Nightmare Before Christmas. All right, whatever. I
3: agree with the Home Alone pick, too. I think it was you? A super Would you have pick. picked that one? It was between that and Nightmare Before Christmas. So I've only really watched the first
2: 20 minutes. Does it get better than that? Because I was, or do you have to watch it as a kid? Because I watched it as like a 30-something year old, and it was kind of lame. So.
3: I, I watched it older, and I thought it was really. Yeah, do I I've, just I've stick seen with it, a couple, it? I actually watched it on Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> kind
1: of proving Nate's point. Proving
3: Nate's point that it's not <laughs> it's got Christmas in the title.
2: Uh, anyway. <laughs> Dude, I thought my next one... So my next one isn't off the board at all, but I have some off the board ones. Um, third round, first pick, I have The Santa Claus. I think this is another contemporary, kind of like Home Alone contemporary, Tim Allen. Probably Tim Allen's best work, if we can be quite honest. He gets stuck... Uh, and it, Dude, classic like late 80s, early 90s movie where the father, the dead was divorced and you know, he has his custody of his kid, the kid doesn't really like him, and you know, the the mother is so much better off with the new guy or whatever, and it's just it's just such a classic 80s, 90s movie, but um, he ends up becoming Santa Claus. And how can't you like this? If you don't think of Tim Allen as Santa Claus, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But there was a clause, see it's clause with an E. Because there was a clause that if something happens to the actual Santa and you put on his his outfit, you become Santa Claus, which he was, let's just say, not ready for. <laughs> if you were I like, to watch, I like, I like that not ready for that. <laughs> all right, Mike, third round, second pick. You got something? Are you all done? <laughs> Seven movies in. You got anything else?
1: I'm gonna go with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
2: Oh, okay, I should have. I should have put things in place. No Christmas specials. It's not really a Christmas movie. It's more of a Christmas yes, a movie. That counts.
1: Does that count? Absolutely. That definitely counts. My was next, it was My it, next, next pick is a Christmas special too. <laughs> was it in the Frost theaters? the Snowman?
3: No, but close. No, because that's more well, of a I guess Christmas not, special. I guess not close, but it's along those...
2: Well, where do you draw the line? I mean, it's only 54 minutes. I don't think it ever aired on in the movies. I thought we were just doing movies.
3: I think it counts. I think it counts? It definitely yeah, counts. Definitely it definitely counts. Most, counts. most definitely. I'm not saying...
2: I'm not saying that Rudolph is not a great special, and I like watching it, but I don't think... Okay, whatever. It's synonymous
1: with Christmas movies. Oh,
2: it's synonymous with Christmas. So is, you know, like you said, Frosty the Snowman. That's 27 minutes. That was never in the movie theaters. I think it has to be a movie, but whatever. We'll give Mike...
3: I mean, it's not as good as Die Hard, but... It- <laughs> so
1: there are Hallmark movies that don't necessarily show up in the... A movie made for theater, by, by definition, that's a movie, right? Yeah, it's made,
3: made for a TV movie.
1: Right? So It's right so, in the title. It's like a reflexive So So like is Charlie Brown is. Christmas
2: on your list, then, too? <laughs> what? So Charlie Brown Christmas, that counts, too? It's on my list somewhere. Oh, jeez. All right. Those are the Those only three I can that. think of, right? Rudolph, Frosty. All right, let's do the, let's do a quick round of that. Let's do Christmas specials. Those
3: are the three. We
1: need Christmas.
2: Uh, I got one.
3: I got one what? for my next pick. John, what do you got? How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How the,
2: classic. Good How the Grinch one. Stole Christmas. That's, good That's a good one. one. Now you're talking the special, the animated one, yes. not the not the Jim Carrey recent. Uh, <laughs> I actually watched that the other day for the
3: first time. Me too. <laughs> what did you think? It was it was okay. It wasn't as good as my, the, the you other, know yeah. the the old one. But. Not bad though, right? Yeah, he yeah he, he does a good job. I feel like he sounds like the Joker sometimes in it.
2: <laughs> I was going to say he sounds like Ace Ventura. <laughs>
3: he, sounds like, like, he sounds like every other character. That you know.
2: <laughs> He's half Grinch, half every other character. Jim a little bit of liar, liar. A little bit of... Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So you had The Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, I have one that I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but Just Friends is the next one on my list. Have you guys no. ever seen this? No. Ryan Reynolds. Um, I forget the girl... Who's in that one? She's famous. Um, but basically, Ryan Reynolds is this, like, fat kid from New Jersey who gets made fun of, but he's in love with his, like, quote-unquote best friend, Kimmy or whatever. Hmm. And he gets made fun of, like, really bad at their gradu- this graduation party. He decides, I'm going to make something of myself. Goes off to Hollywood. Hollywood, loses a ton of weight, and all of a sudden, you know, he's dating actresses. He comes back to his hometown in New Jersey by accident and he's kind of confronted with this girl that he had feelings for, but he's trying to act like this really cool Hollywood guy. But, you know, Ryan Reynolds, this is, if you've never seen it, classic Ryan Reynolds at his peak comedy. I think Ryan Reynolds is hilarious.
0: You love Ryan I
2: have a man crush on Ryan Reynolds. Um, Understandable. Understandable, right? But a lot of Christmas (laughs) themes, very funny. If you guys haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's Christmas when I see that one. So, uh, Mike, third round, second pick.
1: Uh, Frosty. Frosty the Sun. Oh, that was my next pick. Good pick, good pick.
2: Can I say I saw Frosty for the first time like the other day with my son? I was not
1: impressed. You let him watch it? Yeah. Professor Hinkle? Professor Hinkle. scary. Pretty, uh, uh, Stuff and nightmares.
2: Oh, maybe that's why I couldn't sleep the other day. Spooky uh, yeah. No I was uh, It was okay It was alright I mean it was kind of I was expecting a little bit more You know but Yeah okay
3: I think it was an Outstanding pick Thank But you. did you
2: guys see it as kids?
3: Yes Yes
2: I didn't see it as a kid I only saw Rudolph And Charlie Brown And the other ones so But Alright we Want to wrap it up? <laughs> John what do you got?
3: How many more rounds Are we going? I got I, I'm stuck This with is clean. it
2: this is it. I, I can do a couple more rounds. Let's just go through them quick.
3: Okay. Um, I'm done.
2: Okay. I, got nothing left. I, I I'm going to pick It's, it's, it's a funny. Wonderful Life. At this it's point. a Wonderful Life. Good one. Good choice.
3: Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Classic. I mean, again, you know, what we were t- I was talking earlier about music from the 40s. When else do you watch a, a movie from the 1930s and still get like, I want to watch this movie? Never. Yeah. I can't think of a 1930s movie I mean Gone with the Wind I don't want to watch Gone with the Wind I've never seen Gone with the Wind but I'll watch It's a Wonderful Life a sure. classic great movie it was filmed in Seneca Falls that's true good call local good.
1: Seneca Falls like has a big festival every year people that are close might be worth the trip
2: alright good call by Mike um, okay so I have some deep cuts now um, one being uh, super deep cut Family Man have you guys ever seen Family Man? Mm-mm. Nick Nick, have you seen it Mike? Nick Cage? Mm-hmm. I figured you have seen it huge Nick Cage oh I've fan. heard
1: of it yeah. I haven't seen it though Con Air Nick Nicolas, Nick Cage, Cage, Nicolas Cage Family Man Cage.
2: so I was kind of surprised I watched this one I, I remember seeing it uh, when it came out I watched this one again a few years ago and it's very very Christmas oriented I mean it's basically like Scrooge where this guy he's this rich millionaire you know in the in, the, you know, bachelor, you know, penthouse in New York City, you know, living the life, but he feels kind of empty. He's a, he's like this lawyer at this top law firm, and then all of a sudden, you know, he kind of gets a gets a chance to see what his life would have been like if he had stayed with his high school girlfriend or whatever, right? At the time, and who is uh, what's his, what's her name? David Duchovny's wife. I can't think of her name.
3: Anyway, so wait, John will get it. I can picture her I can yeah blonde T-Leone, yeah.
2: T-Leone. T-Leone. yes yeah. Yes. nice nice good job well done um so you know his it's his life with her and at first he's like this is terrible you know I I don't want to have to I don't like not having money I don't like having kids around and this and that so I won't give it away it's a great movie uh it's a it's like a modern Scrooge actually um I'll save that one John what do you do I was like act- Mike do you do you have one or all right John gonna, John I was actually
3: gonna just gonna say Scrooge with Bill Murray yes
2: yeah. That's a great one. I didn't have that one on my list. He was next on my list. <laughs> classic. Yep. Great movie. Great 80s movie. Um, another, Yeah. I, I love watching that one. That was a classic. Another deep cut. I like it, man.
3: What about Gremlins?
2: I have that one on the <laughs> list, too. Gremlins. I haven't seen that since I was a kid, but I remember thinking, like, yeah, eh, classic Christmas movie, man. What about, have you ever seen Grumpy Old Men? Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. So so that one
2: starts in Thanksgiving, but it goes into Christmas. So it's like a whole holiday season. It's like the whole holiday season. You can watch (laughs) that any time. And you know what's crazy is those guys were like amazing actors. And it still holds up. That comedy that when they did it, you know, it still holds up. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, Do you have anything else, John? Any other deep cuts?
3: Batman Returns?
2: (laughs) Uh, That's even even more tangential (laughs) than... uh, Die Hard. Edwards is but, her okay. hands. Oh, lord. Okay, you're done. No Tim Burton movies for you. All you've done <laughs> is name Tim Burton movies. was, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. Die Hard 2. <laughs> just <laughs> right, we just rip, go back so. and cut it after. Die Hard 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's just ridiculous. I got some
3: gold on here.
2: You have more. I, the only other thing I could think of is uh I want to talk about was Fred Claus. Which not many people know about Vince Vaughn Uh, It's actually really well done Actually it might
3: have I don't don't remember It's got
2: famous people in it Paul Giamatti And basically uh, Vince Vaughn is the brother of Santa Claus Fred Claus And he lives in Chicago And I mean it's classic Vince Vaughn the way he is And he's always resented his older brother Who got all this attention But he has to go to the North Pole for some reason And it's really well done I mean I'm, I'm pretty surprised. You'd be surprised because most people haven't heard of it. It's good. It's good. I would recommend it if you've seen all the others and you're just looking for a new Christmas movie.
3: I, I got one for you. Um, it, just, it came out maybe like three years ago. It's a cartoon. How Murray Saves Christmas. Check it out.
2: How Murray Saves Christmas? Mm-hmm. Is it about Bill Murray? No. Oh.
3: It's a guy named Murray.
2: It's a guy named Murray. Is it like a kid's movie or is it like... Uh, it's
3: a... Kids could watch it. It's It's got, you know, adult...
1: Now, it doesn't sound like a kid's movie
3: it's um if only you
1: said
2: about it was funny stuff adult.
3: that adults would get right
2: okay yeah Okay, violent
3: I guess no
2: I don't think
3: so Crying. well I don't remember sexual <laughs> in
2: nature no check it out it's a cartoon <laughs> okay <cartoons>. oh. <laughs> well if you had sexual in nature I might have <laughs> I might have logged on so uh How Murray Staged Christmas okay there was also one I wanted to see with Seth Rogen and James Franco I think from last year it was like uh Something about right the night before Christmas or something like that. I'm gonna check that one out. But uh, but yeah, all right. I think that that about wraps it up. Do you guys have anything else that you want to add to this or the podcast? I think we're good. So Christmas draft 2017 complete interview winning. <laughs> so uh, getting the season started for let's let's looking forward to the Bills hopefully pulling out another win. Against the Colts and going seven and six really making a push for that playoff spot. So for John, you yay <laughs> For Mike, go bells. And for me Nate. <laughs> Grandma you one I mean For me, Nate Go, Bills. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye thank you for
1: listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly go bills